0: The Korean FC podcast is kindly sponsored by Radio Taxis. Give them a call
1: 70353 709. They know the score.
0: Hi, welcome along once again to the official Korean FC podcast as we uh, take another step closer to the end of what has been another roller coaster of a year, I suppose, for for many of us um, following a club. It's never easy, as we all know, but um, with uh, a number of games left in the league, we're we're poised for a very, very exciting end of the season. Um, Delighted to say I'm joined today by my regular co-presenter, Jonathan McNabb. And we're also delighted to say we're joined by our very special guest, and that's Jared Lawler, Chief Executive of the Northern Ireland Football League, or Niffle, as we like to call it in these parts. Jared, very welcome. And first of all, how are you coming up to Easter?
2: Yeah, you Damien. Thank you. Um, delighted to be here. Um yeah, for us, we're probably a little bit different. Everyone I talk to in the normal world is downgrading for Easter. <laughs> And we're uh, you know we have so off for Easter, get a break. I'm like, no, um, we're we're probably our busiest weekend of the year. So I, our most exciting weekend of the year, I would say at the same time, you um, know but you're you guys, but it's gonna be, I think the next two games is gonna make our break a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's great to, for us to be in that situation and have the league, and I mean, I know you're going to talk about, it's been a pretty busy few weeks as well, so be glad to get Easter over done with. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I totally empathise with what you're saying about Easter. I mean, the amount of people that I know are away on holidays, etc., and people are saying, what are you doing for Easter? And I'm like, uh, I'm working on Saturday, of a match, and then of a match on Tuesday, etc., <clears throat> etc. Et but that said, you wouldn't really swab it to be perfectly honest with you. And, and you mentioned there that it's probably the busiest couple of days. And, and I was thinking about it earlier this morning. And when you look at the sort of holiday periods, you've got Easter, which we're coming into. And obviously then when you look back and you've got your boxing day games as well, and it, it brings up every time you mention it, the whole issue about winter and summer football, but we'll, we'll not go into that argument today, but, what it does show you is those are big, big times for for local football and they'd be hard to replace, wouldn't they, Jared?
2: Oh, I think it'd be impossible to replace them. And, you know, I'm looking out the window here in Belfast. It's sunny, it's beautiful. You know, going to the North Coast, and I know Colleen are away from home tomorrow night, but, you know, to get people in the North Coast, how much can we tap into that audience? You know, how can we help clubs like your own? To, to get maybe people who aren't there and get them up into those areas and get them into football grounds and showcase the product. So, yeah, I think we just need to be very, very careful what we do with change of season. People always talk about a lot of the benefits, but there can be a lot of negatives at the same time.
0: Yeah, I mean, Johnny, you'll recognise what I'm about to say. I mean, I was out at the local supermarket. I won't name any supermarkets until we get some sponsorship. But... <laughs> I mean, I live in Korea, and I'm not even in Port Stuart or Port Rush or, or anywhere like that, but I noticed this morning the amount, amount of people that were in the shop and people that you didn't recognise, and it's obvious already the amount of people that are in this area for Easter holidays. I mean, and Johnny, what Jared is saying, there's there's substance to that, isn't there? Because Easter time and if you extend that further, if you went into like a summer football thing, potentially for a club like Korean on the North Coast, you you could really expand your your um, your um audience or your spectators every week, couldn't you?
1: Damien, everyone knows you shop at Marks and Spencer's or something like <laughs> that. So look at you trying actually, to play it. actually, look. actually, little mate, look at you trying <laughs> to play it down. Um, but no, I think, and what you're saying, yeah, the, the good weather and else. I know the club are doing a big thing on Easter Sunday where they're opening the bars and and getting a few people in and the matches are all on and I think there's going to be a buffet and things like that. So obviously, yes, we've no match on Easter Sunday, but it's one of them things where Good Friday could have been one where you could maybe have done something else and if we were at home, for example. So there's plenty of scope there I'm sure to to play with. As well as that, in Northern Ireland is so unpredictable, isn't it really? So... But yeah, I think when you look out and even today it's sunny as well, and you look at that and you think a would be, be great day have something like that. So yeah, my, my views on it, I I like the way the league is at the minute. Um obviously if it was tailored a wee bit, obviously to help teams in Europe and, and everyone else will ensure that can only be a good thing too. So yeah, there's always there's always something that's standing absolutely freezing cold and boxing day is always something that I have always enjoyed and been used to. And <laughs> whereas in the April or May time when you're standing at the showgrounds and it's starting to get a bit warmer, it's just really what you're used to. But I think if they are, they tailor it a wee bit. Um, they help teams in Europe. Um, and they help the league grow. I think it's only going to be a good thing. Maybe in the future too.
0: Um, I'm just thinking. Johnny mentioned about the Friday, Jared. The, the, there's a full range of games in the league on Friday night this week, as opposed to Saturday, and then another mm-hmm. round of games on Tuesday.
2: Any reason why the games were on the Friday night? Um, no, the the honest. well there's no real mechanism behind it, demeanor. I mean, we played last year. If you remember last year, Sky took Linfield Thorne last year on the Friday evening, and it worked really well. They got a really good attendances, and I remember at a Premier League meeting, um, not long after Easter last year, we had con- it was almost doubling backwards, so we would play Easter Tuesday. But the rest of the football world seems to have gone to Easter Monday in the last few years. So it was more a conversation that I remember developing about Easter Monday and saying, would there be a better fixtures calendar on Easter Monday? Clubs at that stage all thought, yeah, oh, Easter Monday's a racing day, a football day. Should we move from Easter Tuesday evening to Easter Monday? Clubs agreed. And then that obviously knocked us into Friday. So we did the Friday and then we wrote the clubs not too long ago and says, now just to remind you, you made the decision, you just wanted to play Friday, Monday. And is that still the case? And of course, everybody come back near enough saying, no, we want to play Friday, Tuesday. So in typical Irish League world and in the Irish League family, and Niffle will get the blame for it all, I'm sure. That was really the that was the thought process. So um, you know, we've won game Monday afternoon and then we have uh we've the rest of the games on Tuesday evening. Um and then we've won game on Wednesday evening now through no fault of Niffle or Gerard Lawler, I'll say, in any shape or form. <laughs> Are you so, sure? <laughs> uh, well, depends who you talk to, but no, it, it, so that was really just the way off and it was more about the Monday that had backfilled the Friday and again, is it Easter weekend? Is it people are travelling to caravans and doing those things? Mm. Go to game Friday. So it'll be interesting for us to see how the Friday kicks off.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a view either way, but when I'm just thinking about it, I think the Friday and the Tuesday works kind of mm-hmm. well because it leaves like Easter, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for people to perhaps do other things and maybe spend yeah. time with families. Um, and you're still in that holiday mode and holiday period as well. So you probably get good crowds as well. And, uh, and the Easter Friday, is, or the Good Friday I should say is an interesting one too, because the licensing laws and everything have changed for mm-hmm. Good Friday as well and hospitality as well. And, uh, you worked on hospitality yourself jerry in a previous yeah. incarnation and i guess that doesn't do any harm when you put those games on the good friday given that the licensing laws have changed so yeah. people yeah. can go to a match and have a beer if they so desire
2: yeah and i think so and i mean while it was nothing to do with austin's never in our thinking i mean we obviously there's a massive game in scotland this saturday that'll affect a lot of people and i think when you get people into a bar out for an early game it's hard to get them out so i think it'll work well i say carrick dungannon which is a big game at the bottom end of the table for dungannon will play they're going to play monday as is and then we'll play um, using North Belfast again, use it would be better rather than everybody from Belfast going to Coleraine and Port Stewart, use it better just <laughs> in North Belfast this weekend. Do any um, any good any good Airbnbs up there? I'll see what we can do for you. Um, and then we'll go Wednesday. So yeah, look, we're always trying to be innovative. We're always trying to find new things. We don't always get it right, but I think you're better to try something than sit and talk about it.
0: It's funny too because I mean you, you speak to Johnny. I mean Johnny, I, I, you nearly are a season ticket holder at Solitude now. I think.
1: Yeah, I've been there so many times. Yeah, uh, I, I genuinely think I've probably been to Solitude more times this year than the Showgrounds. I, w- I wouldn't be too far away because I was at the Glinthorn game in the league, and I was at another Glenthorn game that wasn't involving Corian. So yeah, I've been been there a few a fair few times this year. And Cor- awesome. Cor- Corian have been there five times. And then, we, and then Corian played there every other week. So, yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been a, been a and I don't think I've seen Clifton beat there, apart from the, the League Cup game. So, I've, I seem to be a good omen for them.
0: Uh, well, well, we'll talk about that later on, I'm sure, when we come to the match itself. Um, But also, I mean, it's it's we're, we're talking about the games and, and you're always looking to innovate, as you said, Gerard, with within Niffle. And I guess there's no bigger example of that than the news that you announced this week. Uh, which was a new sponsor, a change of sponsor, if you like. I mean, it was mm-hmm. well known, it was the Danske Bank Premiership for, for quite a few years. Um, and then this year it changed, you announced new sponsors, Sports Direct. Um, good good, uh, good move for everybody, do you think, Jared? Look,
2: the answer for me, do you mean very clearly, is yes. It's all about money, unfortunately, and that's what makes, you know, that's all Colin McHenry wants to hear, how much am I getting? That's, you, you, you know, and every other chairman in the league. And that's why we're here to support. So, look, yes, it, it is. Danske Bank have been very, very good to us over the years. Um, we've been through a number of sponsorships. Uh, you know, I remember, you know, with, with the university, the Carnegie League, and and it was like, would somebody just give us some money that we could put name on shirts or, or um, titles? For me, we sort of went through a journey with Danske. And and, and I say, look, Danske were a very loyal sponsor to us. They were very good. They were innovative to us for, for 10, 11 years. I always believed when I came into Post and we, you know, we had so much around data and, and, and streaming and, and an interest in the league that we were underselling the league. And being truthful, I thought, we have got to be, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, ballsy or not. You you can cut it you, out, if I'm not allowed to say that. You, you, can, you can say ballsy. <laughs> right. Okay, <laughs> I thought we needed to be a little bit ballsy. I thought we needed to really stand up and say, we have a product here. We know we're not getting value for it. Um. And let's start to believe in what we do. And let's start to believe in that product. And I suppose, in a way, I was ballsy one day that I'd gone into Danske Bank and I was like, deals up next year, here's the price. <laughs> and that price, unfortunately, was, a, was, a, was, a far, was was double what the previous price was uh, at, at that stage. And, uh, and I thought, look, you know, the, we're still great, we had some brilliant emails from them yesterday, so there's no bad feeling between us and them. Right. They very much would look, Gerard, we have budgets. We need to see how much we can stretch. I have to respect that. And I'm saying, okay. And one of the things that I did since it came in, and and it was a little bit, clubs, the previous model, if you let me waffle a little bit with it, Borne is the previous model in Niffle was at the end of every season, probably in the first 70 years, nine years, we would have almost any money left at the end of the season was devivided up for the club. Clubs got up. We maybe left five grand in the bank and away we went. The SPL, SPSVL still work off that model, which Neil Lancaster was telling me and was shocked at, but they start every year. There's no reserves in the company. And I thought, I don't like that idea. I think we need, again, thinking two years down the line, if Danska don't renew and we don't have somebody, where do we go? So, one of the things we did in the last couple of years is trying to build up our reserves and try to build reserves for the company, and I have this ambition that the company should put half a million pound in the bank. Um, that's what we have. That's there. We then maybe go back to the previous model because we have we're all about our members, but we've some financial security. That should sub re- regional ever take place, or should we have a year without a sponsor? We have some financial power behind us that we could have went without a year with a sponsor or that but rather than just getting taken on or or sort of pence, you know to be in a relationship and you know you're not getting your value I struggle with so we discussed with Dan Scott look we're here we'll work with you but if you want to go and explore the market we're more than happy for you to do that and we went out and we started looking at the market we started talking to companies um, always with the interest, you know, we we know the value, we knew what it was worth, and we were struggling, if I'm honest. Um, and then we got a bite one day of, of, of a company, and we we were fairly down the line with another company, if I'm honest with you. Um and then you would have seen lately we we had a new employee that we've brought in, we've brought in a chief commercial officer. So the business needs to. Commercially, was something Niffle was poor at. Um, and, and I'll tell you, I have one of the lucky things that I have in Niffle. There's some wonderful people at Niffle. Um, and hopefully he's not listening to this. But, you know, I know you've had Neil Coleman on a few times. And, well, yes, he's a Ballymena lad. We can't help all of that for him, <laughs> and as, as I tell him every week. But, <laughs> you know, when I arrived at Niffle, Neil had five jobs, as we often remind him. And like it was like marketing, communications, um, commercial press, you know, anything nobody else had a job title that landed on Neil, um. So we started to extract some of that from him, and we brought in a chief commercial officer. And in one of the early days, Ian Forrester, who's the guy we appointed, and he had from a company sporting background. He he started pinging people. He started sending. LinkedIn messages. To be honest, say new to position. Anything we can do, we were ninety nine percent down. We'd agreed heads of terms with another company, and uh, we got an email saying, "Is your title sponsorship available?" And we were like, "Um, <laughs> there's no contract signed." And we said, "Make us an offer." Long story short, with a couple of companies, then we had to go back to the other company. We bounced them off each other for a week or two and we got exactly to where I wanted to be a year ago. So look, there's a bit of luck involved in all of these things. I'm not going to sit here and say we were brilliant and we were a guru. I'd say we were a bit ballsy if uh, I've seen I'm allowed to say it, Um, but we had a belief in a product, which is more important for me. And we believe in the product our clubs deliver now. And uh, look, what does it mean? It means, it is a lot more money than the previous contract um, for the men and women's game. It will allow us to invest in those clubs. It will allow a fairly substantial increase in prize money. Um, Having such a large UK and Irish company associated with it, I think is good. Uh, Before I come on, I was just speaking to Ian and I think there was four leads that he'd been working on previously and they were maybe a bit dull, they all came alive yesterday afternoon. And we believe on the back of the SDI, as we call it, Sports Direct. Um, and so, having a partner of that size believing in us, I believe will bring other sponsors in. And I mean, and I tend not to respond on Twitter. So, if anybody, uh, you know, because if I respond, I can't to, you know, it gets a bit silly, but someone tweeted me last night as Korean supporter, I noticed the lady and it was, does the money go to the clubs? Of course, the money goes to the clubs. The money doesn't go anywhere else. The money, you know, whatever this profit is, it's Premier League money, a percentage will go to the ladies game and the rest of it will be divided by 12 and go to the 12 Premier League clubs. And, you know, we've another few sponsorships. So what I want to see when I look in the Ulster Rugby website and I look on IFA website and I see all these sponsors that they have, that's what we have got to build the NIFL portfolio to be. So long winded I know, mate, but that's basically the story no, but, that I can give you.
0: But no, it, it is. It's a good insight into just the machinations of how you go about you know, getting a new sponsor and then maybe cutting ties with another one as well. But Johnny, I suppose a lot of what Jared's saying, you know, being ballsy and going and saying this is what I believe this is worth, this league is worth, it's it's probably reflective of, of, of this sort of the, the where the league is at the minute and the standard of the league and, and probably the professionalism which has been increasing incrementally over the years as well. And it's It's I suppose it's up to people like Jared to go and argue the case for the league. But the clubs are doing it themselves too with the quality and the product on the pitch and the fans going through the gates reflects that as well.
1: Yeah, it works hand in hand, I suppose. Like there's not much point sitting on your laurels and and taking what you usually get. You know, it's it's now twenty twenty-three, so you sort of need to move with the times and you know, sports direct are a a global brand and you know, DB Max be something like that is is only good it's only a good look for for the for the league, obviously, and yeah, it works twofold, obviously, with the with the attendance attendance figures. You know, the league's been exciting. You know, games are in Sky, they're in they're in BBC. You know, the <laughs> games are shown all over the world now as well, and and yes, obviously, look, it might not be the most pretty as of football, but that's what people know. And you know, like for every you know, for one or two bad games, you get, you get a cracker game. And I I looked at the last Sky game between Clubball and Crusaders, and that was an unbelievable game of football. To be fair. You know, so you, you just get, you know, there's so many different selling points um for the league. And you've got the league now, you know, we've got two two horse race at the top, really, it's neck and neck, and then you've got Cliftonville, Corey Crusaders and Glentorin trying to finish as high up as they can. You've got a battle for seven for Europe, and then you've got the battle at the drop. So there's so many different subplots um within the league and you know, and the league's only grown from some strength to strength. And you know, I, I tell I say that to to everybody and you know, so long may it continue. And and yeah, look the full-time teams as well, you know, we've got three or four that are full-time and, and here's hoping, you know, a, f- a few more can maybe um go that way as well. I think probably the next stage for the league is for a team maybe to get into European football. I think that would just take uh, things to a completely different level in my opinion. You know, like Lumfield were within a matter of seconds from, from being in Europe this year and and just think how much that would grow the league. Um, you know, you look at even the team that Graham Potter managed in Norway, remember? And then you look at you know, when he got them in the Europe and then you look where Foster I think it was, and you look <laughs> team now up the you know, I know he was Chelsea manager there for a while. So it just it just brings things to to a totally di- different level.
0: It is, and and Johnny mentioned it, <clears throat> excuse me, Jared, the profile and the games on Sky, but also what the BBC do. I mean, the BBC are, are are showing games on the iPlayer all the time and on the red button and stuff. And that is a hell of a contrast to where it was five years ago, for example, where you might have seen snippets on Saturday tea time or something from the from the Irish League. But in reality now, you know, there's, and it's coming into the latter part of the league, there's games on, on BBC NI right the way through to the end of the season. And that doesn't do any harm, does it?
2: Not at all. I mean, the one thing that I have learned, it's all about data. Used boys will be much more into it than I am. You know, it's about hits and data and audiences, and, and that's what these people want. It's how many email addresses can you give them, and how much can we give them access into fan bases? Look, you know, when we look at where we've come, and we look at the deal, and we look... The hard part of my job and the frustration often of my job is is the negativity sometimes around some of the television games. We moaned in the Irish League for years that we didn't get any coverage. And then sometimes when we do get the coverage, we get a lot of negativity. Three o'clock can no longer be a kickoff time for a game in Belfast, Coleraine, Ballymena, and we all play at the same time on a Saturday afternoon. The world is so changed, the world is evolving, and football has to, and we as clubs have to involve with it, and it's my job to sort of push that a little bit, and then I get the blame for it all, but we're only going to get better if we change with times and with society. I think
0: so. You know, as you say, I mean, you only have to look across the water, England, Scotland, or even any country in Europe. Very, very seldom do you get a plethora of games all at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. And and whether we like it or not, whether we're traditionalists or not, you say we do. Everybody changes with the times. I mean, when you were when I was younger, supermarkets closed at nine o'clock in the yeah. evening.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it's hard to believe they didn't open on a Sunday. It's hard to believe now because we're so accustomed to it. But I worked in the supermarket when I was a teenager when I was younger, and it closed at nine o'clock. Yeah. And now to have them open 24 hour, it's just, but that's what you have to do. And whether we like it or not, that's the way we're going. But even the standard of the games, I don't know whether you were referring to, maybe the standard of games, some of the games wasn't that great, but mm. anybody that watches football the way that we do, you know, we've all watched games from England and Sky, and some of them admittedly aren't great either. And these are the best paid players in the world and the, supposedly the best league in the world as well. But, you can't do anything about the game. All you can do no. is show it and what happens after that. But um but I you know, I mean Johnny we're we're all accustomed now and as supporters of, of teams, generally speaking, if you're a supporter, you'll go to follow your team whether it's a Friday game, Saturday game, Monday game, whatever the case may be.
1: Yeah, and the attendance figures show that and yeah. No much point sticking out a match on this. <laughs> You know on a Saturday at three if they could and then you've got you know Gillette soccer Saturdays on you know players play junior football as well so you know you need to be very smart and, and, and when you pick your matches and I always think a Friday night game at the showgrounds I always just enjoy them And they're especially under the TV too it's always seems to always seem to get a decent crowd on a Friday night as well. Um maybe not even TV based but I've said this before I'd love us to give a Sunday ago at three o'clock. I just think just even one go, see how it is. <laughs> won't, sit, won't sit everybody there'll be a few people not happy. But then again, as I said, junior football like our junior football league up here is massive. Um and you know, you might get a few more in through the gates, maybe more families. You, you just don't know. People there's all different things to do on a Saturday, as as they would on a Sunday, to be fair as well. So I just think yeah. it's I just I just think it's worth a go. Um or a cup final attendance, I know a cup final is different to a league game. Um we're both very good in the last two years. So you know, I I honestly do think it is worth it, worth a pop even you know learned on this really well I think it was at St Patrick's day they played balmina mm-hmm. and they had the bar open I think about two or three in the afternoon I think by the time kickoff came around I think everyone was pretty well on and there was a good atmosphere and stuff but I'd say they made an absolute mint that day as well because they're going well at the top of the league too so just try to be smart and picking your fixtures and and obviously trying to get a good a good time slot and, and everyone else
0: yeah, I mean, I would have no, I would have no problem with a Korean plan on a Sunday either. You know, if you could imagine a sunny afternoon, three o'clock kickoff Korean showgrounds, people who don't get norm- normally a chance to go to watch them being able to go families or whatever as well. But Sunday football, you brought it up, Johnny, and we have to mention it as well. It's like the elephant in the room. Obviously, the the, the bet, McLean Cup final for the last two years, Jared has proven very suc- successful on the Sunday. Not just because were in it, obviously, but um, obviously in the news this week, the Irish Cup final, um, mm. has been uh dated for the set or the seventh of May, which happens to be a Sunday. Uh, and there has been a little bit of uh, news about that this week. You know, it hasn't pleased everybody. I mean, I know you don't speak for the IFA, Jared, but you know, as Niffle, you did take a bold decision to go for a Sunday final. So, I mean, what's your thoughts on that?
2: For me, Damien, yeah, I mean, it was, it was it's a no brainer. And and what we got to look at is the bigger picture here. I mean, we have a football and calendar that we try to work out. You know, the King's Carnation is happening. That is on the Saturday. Um, you know, I think, that, from my knowledge, what the Irish FA were left with was a Friday night. Like, who really wants to win an, an Irish Cup? At, like, OK, we all want to win an Irish Cup, but who wants to win it, really, at 10 o'clock on a Friday evening? And where do fans go? Where does the occasion go? What, the players get suits? And, you know, which we all know is such a big part of that, that tremendous day. So, you know, we've did it. I think we just... I've read the press this week... I think it's a very small minority. I think they're be, and I'm going to be slightly controversial. And look, I have a lot of respect for everyone's beliefs. You know, we, we, we go, you know, somebody shouts we, in Northern Ireland, I think, Jump. I see, look, it's the rest of the world. We've got to be, get on with life. Like the day of the league cup final, you know, it didn't stop me from going to church before I went to work the day of the league cup final, let me tell you because yep. I went to church a Sunday morning and then went into the office. I don't think the staff believed it. it was a church that I think they just thought it was late for work. But, but you know, it doesn't stop yeah. you. I mean, no. I heard a great thing from someone this week where they said, you don't be a Christian one day of the week, you're a Christian seven days of the week. And look, it's not, I have, you know, I would have, you know, be fairly... I have faith without, you know, I, but it's private and I get on with it. So it's not, I'm saying this as someone maybe who doesn't have faith and, and doesn't attend church. I attend church. I go, I go to my work. I go to a football match on a Sunday afternoon. I don't think I'm not, God's going to, if the people that believe in God is going to judge me any different whether I went to a football match on a Sunday, that's maybe a bit of a liberal view. But, you know, from the RACF, Eddie, answer your question is, Look, they've no choice because to kick it back a week, we would have been going absolutely bonkers. Because I know one of the issues is they want to get the pitch at Windsor, close down to do some work on it as soon as they can. Um, we need playoffs played. It had already has affected our playoffs. Um I, and I mean in a bit of an exclusive, we're hoping to, we're looking at possibly having to play the playoffs on a Sunday. So because we can't play the Tuesday, because the Irish Cup will be on the Sunday. Sunday. We then can't and we can't do playoffs until we know who the winners or losers are of the Irish Cup. So then we couldn't ask the team to play Sunday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So the closest that we have to go to that then is Wednesday. So playoff first date, if it's two dates, is will be Wednesday will be the first playoff date. So then if someone's two teams are playing on a playoff on the Wednesday night, and if it's only a two team playoff, is it for they asked them to play such a big game on the saturday so you know and i know we play tuesday friday but i just think it's such a big occasion mm-hmm. will teams want the extra day to prepare yeah and- one of the one of the models we're looking at at the moment is Rather than forcing teams and part-time teams, maybe playing full-time teams, would it be Wednesday, Sunday afternoon, Sunday, Sunday afternoon takes out the broadcasting because obviously we're half five on a Saturday night, and if it's three dates, it could be Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday. That's really where our heads are. So I suppose if I'm Sandy and I've Curry and get win the first round of their playoff game, and it's on a Sunday, I'm sure you'll not care whether it's a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever. But again, it's about those people in those crowds. I want to reiterate, it's about respecting people. But sometimes within football, we have a restraint where I can tell you if the IFA had said, we're putting the cup final back a week, which then means Oren would be holding on to players for an extra week. Players aren't getting the holidays. It all has a knock-on effect. So look, I I totally commend the decision the IFA made. Um I don't understand. And I think there's often a frustration for me is obviously my passion is domestic football. Northern Ireland played an international at home a few weeks ago. Where were these people then? Where were they when the league cup final, where were the, you know, we've played a number of Sunday games this year. Like this is just, I think, yeah. Okay. We hear you. We respect your opinion, but necessarily we don't agree with you. And we do what's best for our product.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it, it essentially comes down to everybody has a choice an mm-hmm. individual choice and you make your individual choice, if you want to go you go, if you don't want to go, you don't go it's, a, yeah. it's quite simple as yeah. that And to me, you don't try to impose your no. feelings or beliefs or opinions on anybody else, it's a free country if you want to go to a match, go to a match, if you don't you stay at home, I mean Johnny, we've been to so many games and and Again, i um, speaking from a Korean point of view. I I'm sure, and I I think I'm quite aware of people within the Korean support that maybe had said maybe that they weren't going to the final on the Sunday and did go. So yeah, and-
1: yeah, hundred percent. And sorry, of what Jerry said. Look, you have to obviously respect everyone's beliefs and everyone's entitled to them. And it's probably a case of look, go if you can. It'd Be great to see. If not, you know we're not going to sort of force you to go. You're not going to be barred from getting you know. Extra tickets for a cup final or anything like that, you know. It's just its own personal belief. Obviously, you've, you've got sponsors and that they they sort of have a word with, and, and other things as well. So, it's obviously a, a big, it's obviously a big decision to make for clubs in, in terms of league games. I think Nurem might have had a game on a Sunday. I think Carrick might be the other team that maybe have the only To
2: have, and Linfield had to play a few cleverville play right. every Sunday, <laughs> And this is a frustration for me, and, and I never want, and I always clarify. I'm not a big believer of Sunday football for any religious reason or or anything else or political. It's just a day that, for me, it's a day that works.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, We've had, every game we have played this year on a Sunday has been an increase in attendance between 15 and 22%. Now, it's my job to increase attendances in this league. And in a way, it's almost as if we have found a way to do it. But then a lot of the clubs don't want to do it, and I'm like, I don't know what more we can do. Well, I'm just thinking, like, because Corian have played
0: back to back league cup finals on a Sunday, and on both occasions at what in the region of around five thousand odd supporters there. Yeah. Um. Yep. To me, it's a very short step from that to having a home game at Showgrounds on a Sunday, surely.
2: And I, I think part of it. I, and this is something that we're looking at within Niffle at the moment, Damien, so I think what happens for some people within clubs, maybe an authority and chairman and different things or board members, they have to make a choice. So in the League Cup final, we're basically saying, it's on a Sunday, you don't want to enter it, you don't want to play on a Sunday, don't enter it. That It's that. But then when it's their home game and the two clubs need to yep. agree, then I think that puts an added pressure on the clubs. So Like, I've had loads of clubs that say to us, we've no issues playing on a Sunday, but we're happy if Niffle tell us as opposed to us having to make a decision. (laughs) And that's a cop-out. Let's be honest about that. Let somebody make a decision uh, for them. So one of the things that we are talking to the Irish FA about is that we would look to remove the Sunday rule for Niffle. And basically, because the other thing that it does, as we talked about earlier, that Wednesday night, and I mean... you know, I seen there's lots of football on last night. It gives us another match day. If we had Sunday as a fallback, it gives us another match day. And it gives us it gives us a match day because we can't really play Tuesday. You know, um, we can't play Thursday, Sunday, or Wednesday. We get the Tuesday night, and we've got to stop. Where we're saying if we had a Sunday as an option for some games and some of our sky games, then it means we could be playing Irish League games on a wednesday night um, on possibly on a thursday night and spreading out that calendar even more to go into a sunday so for us getting the sunday property is very important and and if we don't we talk about the progression of niffle we're just going to be left behind
0: it's uh it's it can be hard to change people's minds and as we all know in this country, it's you know things can happen slowly as well. But um, to me, every other league appears that there's matches on. And like again, looking at the English Premiership, you've got matches on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday. We all sit and watch them, or we follow them, or and and there's some nights it's brilliant if it's a Wednesday or a Thursday night and there's nothing on, and then you find there's a match on. You're like yeah, yeah. So. I mean something like that for the Irish League, Johnny potentially I and mean, that could help raise its profile again.
1: Yeah, it's more like a festival of football, really. I know I know the Premier League is on a totally different scale to the Irish League in terms of viewing figures and worldwide figures and stuff. But look around Christmas time, it's nearly like a festival of football where you maybe a game on the twenty second, twenty-third, maybe even maybe not Christmas Eve, but twenty-sixth, twenty-seventh, you know, it would just give whole different you know you know it's even like a festival of football now you think if you look at you know good friday there's a game on easter monday and easter tuesday and a game on wednesday so we're interesting to see what the attendance figures are like um all over easter and, and see if it works and and yeah look i, I would tip my cap off to any club who go and, and change maybe and and, and and give it a go and yeah. you know and see what see what it's like you know give a friday night a go if you don't do it often um you know give a you know, give them maybe an odd Monday here or there, or, you know, or, you know and half five kick off, and I know Portown are big into this now, I know now mm-hmm. Curry likes it in terms of half five and on a Saturday night, you know, give it a go, and, you know, again, junior football, and I say junior football because there's so much teams, you know, what like you're Damien, up oh, here, okay. there's just so many guys that just, if they play at one o'clock or whatever time it is, they just don't have time to go it. Yeah,
0: Saturday at half five could work at Corey's showgrounds
2: too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, we've got you've got a big social club there, you know, we can get a bit of yeah. music in and even a day like us, and we've said it, you know, barbecue and you know what I mean, there's just so many different options and uh, and stuff like that they they can play with. So I think half five or, or maybe the odd Sunday game, I think I genuinely do think it's worth a go. And you know, we're only speaking as Two guys in the podcast, we're not the money man, we're not calling, we're not on the board and stuff like that, or sponsors and stuff like that. So, um, but, it, could be a, it could be a wider club discussion, probably. But no. the,
0: the, the important thing is at least talk about it, you know what I mean? That's what we're debate, that's what we're doing. We're debating, mm-hmm. we're putting it out there. People yeah. have opinions, but if you don't tr- like, if you don't try things, if 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 people didn't try, we'd still be stuck back in whatever decade you want to talk about. Across yeah. the board, I'm not just talking about... Yeah, for about example, it.
1: if Jared didn't go into Danske Bank and <laughs> say double the offer, you know, they went out sports their eggs. So it's all just about taking, I, taking that chance.
0: I, I wouldn't want to be playing poker against Jared. that's all no, I No, I'm say. not
2: good at it. But do you mean, the other thing, look, I would say we're all an Irish League family. And I don't, look, I don't mean to attack the people. And I've seen a telegram, I've seen this morning, sorry, in our press reports, there's another group have come out to condemn Ballamina Many of these people at the Irish League games, do they be out at Ballamina every other Saturday? Are they at the shooting? Now, maybe they are, and if they are, I'll apologise but how many of these people are really following it or they're just jumping on the bandwagon and they're filling column Minches? I know you two boys want to fill column Minches, but I would rather we fill up with positive stuff. You know, we have got to believe we can't be dictated to and the tail can't wag the dog. Our clubs have to survive. I mean, I look, you talked to me last year, the best game I was at was the Lorne-Colrain game on a Friday night at... Uh, Corey, Co- Co- was Corey and Lauren on a Friday, and it was packed as the 3 1, it. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I couldn't get a seat in the place. Yeah, you know, it was a wet, cold, traditional Irish league night bumper crowd. There wasn't oh, a yeah. seat to be had in the place under the lights. That's entertainment. Mm-hmm. We're in the entertainment industry, and if we don't provide the entertainment, people will just go elsewhere for yeah.
0: it. Yeah, I mean, anybody, <clears throat> excuse me, um, there would you couldn't argue that anybody was at that particular game. And I remember it very, very well. I'm sure there was nobody that came away from that game underwhelmed or looking for their money back or anything, because as you say, it's, it's entertainment, but it's also sport at its its best. Wasn't it? I mean, it was a good crowd, two great teams, atmosphere, everything to play for. It was just, uh, but that's that. And in essence, that's, that's what you, Jared and your 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 colleagues at Niffle. That's what you're looking for every week. You <laughs> know, I know it's it's impossible it to get yeah. to, but but that's the ideal, isn't it?
2: And I mean, even like this weekend, and now personally, this is but I mean, if we all play at three o'clock on a Saturday, I personally can go to one game. I mean, I'll be at a game tomorrow night. I'll probably do something in the championship or PIL on Saturday. I'll go to Carrick on Monday and I'll go to a game on Tuesday night. So even if everybody, and you as man, and Johnny's talked or he goes to the other games, if you go to one extra game, it yep. allows you to go to the extra game to increase the attendance rather than sitting all weekend and going to one match. And I mean, junior football in Northern Ireland, it ain't going anywhere. Junior football, we all know the politics is the power base. They're not moving. So it's either we move as the Premier League and again, the, the businesses, And we find an attraction. And if you look at the League of Ireland, I mean, different clubs play at different times that suit them. And, you know, it's like just different. It's not all everybody's at once. I mean, certain places, Derry seem to be Friday nights now at this stage and Sligo like a Saturday night. Some of the Dublin clubs like different times. Find what what suits your market and what suits the supporter to maximise the crowd because that's what we're all trying to achieve.
0: I think the most important thing that's come out of this is, as a club or as an organization like yourselves, the basic thing is make a decision and then that's it. And, you know, if you want to do it, make it. Don't wishy-washy. Go do it and stand or fall by that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So if you want to do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, do it. People will follow, in my opinion, I think.
2: And they're calculated risks. Not yeah. always will it be right 100%, but if you have enough yeah. information to think this is worth a punt, and if you get it wrong, you get it wrong, but if you get it right, well then, okay. And if you don't do it, you can change it very quickly at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah. no harm in trying, as they say. Yeah. Um, just in terms of the league, um, we've talked about the sponsorship, etc. etc. We we'll take a wee minute, we'll look just where the league is. And and I, I remember thinking back, Jared, at the, the launch of this season, back in Belfast, back I think it was in mm-hmm. August time, and, and and you stood up at the launch that night. And I think, I can't remember your exact quote. I was looking for it earlier, but I couldn't find it. But it was, the winners of this year's league will be the most deserving or the hardest league ever yeah. to have won.
2: Yeah. um, And it's kind of shaping up that way a little bit, isn't yeah. it? Big Davey disagreed with me that night, he if did. you can remember, Davey. <laughs> He thought, I think I said, look, I genuinely believed this was going to be the hardest league title ever to win because there were so many teams involved in it. Um, and, and, you know, like, let's be honest, we all thought Lauren had it. You know, we all, Lauren, have it won. It's in their own hands, depending on what happens in the next week or two. You, you know, it could be over by Tuesday, more or less. It could be, oh, my God. So it's so exciting. Um, As you say, like, I'm looking at the the, the all the games tomorrow night and particularly the top six games those three games like anybody can pick a winner out of those is my god they're doing they're doing some <laughs> job anybody gets a bet up tomorrow night of anyone <laughs> so yeah so i mean and I, you know if i'm Lauren, like oh my if Lauren can you know they've Glenthorne going tomorrow night, if they can beat Glenthorne and then go to Solitude and win on Tuesday, then they deserve to be champions without any question or or any doubt. Yeah. But if they didn't get a win tomorrow night and Linfield possibly did, then the pressure in the Tuesday is massive.
0: I, I I won't ask you what you what you would hope for because that would be unfair of me. But at totally this unfair. stage...
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I might ask it there. <laughs> <laughs> at this stage, I'm looking at the league table would you agree that it's a two-horse race, or yes. with your yeah. Yeah, with, with your with yeah. your Cliftonville colours on, would you think that they're still in way shot shout, or are they no, just too far no, away?
2: I, no, I don't. To be honest, and like people laughed. At me. I remember speaking to David Healy about two months ago. I was like Cliftonville, Cliftonville for me. Um, they didn't do enough business in the window. They got themselves into a great position. Yeah. They had weaknesses, and they didn't do anything to correct them. Paddy knows this. I've told Paddy and Paul McCune this as well. So there'll be no revelation to them. I <laughs> mean, so I don't think it's a total. And the goal <laughs> difference, they're almost another point behind when you look at the goal difference. The two. So I don't yeah. think there's anybody with red tinted glasses that think. You know, I think Cliftonville fans just get past tomorrow night, and they have a very difficult game with yourselves. Um, I think it's a total two horse race now between Lorne yeah. and. I, I genuinely do. And and again, people have criticized, why do we mix up the fixtures? And again, that's a gamble because if Lauren win the next two games, the Lorne-Linfield game's a bit of a damp squib and we should have been playing it tomorrow night. But if Lauren drop points in either of those two games and then that final game where L- Linfield are going to Lorne in the second last game of the season, it's just phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm. It's 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 really tough to call. Uh, you mentioned Cliftonville not doing enough business in the transfer window, and I think Lauren were the opposite of that. They brought in Andy Ryan from Scotland, totally. Totally. and like with with Josh Allen, Jordan Allen from Korean on here in the podcast, and he had mentioned about him being such a good player, and the impact. That Andy Ryan has made since he's come into the league. I mean, I don't know how many Johnny, you maybe know how many goals and assists he has, but...
1: Six or seven if, goals,
0: isn't it? If, yeah. if, if Lauren goes on to win the league, I mean, he's only been here a short period of time, but he's going to have a... Um, they're going to have to thank him for for his part, aren't
2: they? Without any doubt, Damien, I, mean, I know that Jerry Flynn there, who I think's done tremendous work with, with Tiernan, and look, Lorne deserve the utmost credit yeah. for what they've did. They've come in, they've built it slowly, but slowly. Um, you know, like, let's be honest, they lost in Europe. People were calling for Tiernan to go, you know, fair play to Kenny. He stuck by him. And, and it's a bit like Colin and Oren. I mean, I remember a few years ago when Korean maybe had burst and Colin stood by Oren. Um, you know, it, it's stupid to change managers and, and do and react. But yeah, that January sign in, you always, when I was the chairman of a club and you were in that position, you always gambled on somebody in January. You all, and it was make or break. And then sometimes it truly works and in others it doesn't. But yes, and those 1 0 victories that Andy Ryan has just been something different that maybe Lee Bonus and Paul O'Neill haven't been able to get the breakthrough on the night up front. Andy Ryan has just popped up with that old, odd goal here and there and I would say if they win the league, that sign will be key to their success.
0: And on the other side of that, Johnny, perhaps, again, I mean there's plenty of football to be played but when you look at Linfield and I think you've maybe mentioned it before, they're maybe just lacking that out and out goal score, perhaps you may have Got them extra points, and who maybe would have them in a better position going into the last five games?
1: Yeah, I think Lumfield will probably look if they don't win the league, they'll, they'll look at their top six record. Um, you know, plenty of draws, and maybe just not scoring as many goals. And they probably want a big Kylie to do that for them. And hasn't worked out yet, but if guy, if guy goes on a run in the split and wins them, you know, two or three games at one in the league, then sure it's, it's money well spent, and everyone else. And, it's probably on fair they, they put everyone on big for training, but then you've you've watched them in recent weeks and McKee and Devine are now blasting the goals in too. So, yeah, that they, they've just hit form at the right time, and I'm sure Gerald will, will echo this. If and we said it last week too, if there's one team you don't want breathing down your neck, it's, it's right. Slimfields. So, um, they know how to do it, and they and they've done it that many that many bloody times. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to, to see if you know maybe and we speak even the morning if if Glen Torn score first, you know the Glens had a big one, the against poured it down, and. If they score first after Lauren, you know, getting knocked out of the Irish Cup and drawing with how, us, how do they react? Or, you know, if Linfield score early and the news filters through them, you know, so it's just so many different, different ways of, of looking at it. But I still think it's going to go down to the last day, to be, to be perfectly honest.
2: Jared?
0: What, what, I mean, you've been involved at the club level prior to taking up the position at Niffle, and, and a very successful club during your time there as well. And, you know what it takes to win a league etc Larn, i've never won the top league they are vying with linfield who have won more leagues than anybody else know how to get the job done how much do you think that psychologically that that may play out coming down the stretch
2: I think the, the the correct answer of the polit- sorry the political answer, oh, could managers and players would say it doesn't have an effect it it, it does have an effect. I, I always remember in 2013 the day the George McMullen penalty we were playing Linfield and Linfield were well out of it um and you know you start looking where are we going next? So it sort of comes into that philosophy. I suppose you've got to believe in yourself I mean you've got to believe in your own players. The crowd is imperative, believe it or not. I often thought supporters are imperative to get, but stay behind the team, back the team, give them that belief. <sighs> look, the cliche is you just do your own business and get on with it, but your eyes are everywhere, your head's spinning, and you're looking in every direction of, of where you go. Um, you know, and see. So, look, it, it, it's just fascinating. Um, you know, Johnny talks about the last day. And we're almost thinking, well, you know, Lorner going to Coleraine, Linfield Linfielder at Solitude. We had logistics last week, last year, going between the Oval and Windsor. It's like, well, what do we do between Solitude and Coleraine? And and we're having to make. So hopefully, it doesn't go to the last day, Johnny. Um, I said, have you got the
0: helicopter? Have you got the helicopter on standby? Well, have you? So we
2: might need one. We haven't got one yet, but you, you know to be there, you just. It is a cliche. You just gotta take every game as it comes. Yeah. But I always remember in the two years we won at Cliftonville, you know, one of them was, you know, we were having to go to the Oval the week later. If we didn't do it on the particular day, you were going to the Oval, or I think one year we were going to save you, you, didn't really want to go to to try and win league titles. But that's what makes it so exciting. That's what makes it just an incredible league, um, and long may that continue. And as I say, we talk about the battle at the bottom. You, you know, I don't think Portadown are out of this, you, you know, totally either. There could be a twist and turn in that. But look, I suppose that's why we're 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 in the we're in the game, um, and we're in the game for excitement. I can tell you, for chairman, you know, we would know as supporters how nervous we are as supporters. Worst thing for me ever was those blimmin' playoffs. Mm. there as a chairman trying, though they were just horrendous you know really we have it feel I remember at times feeling physically sick because it really was winner takes all
0: so much riding on it isn't there
2: everything is riding on it. it, absolutely so much and we and I was thinking about this this morning you know we have in the top six, there's six teams there who totally deserve to be in Europe next year and two of them are going to be disappointed,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and especially you know, and and maybe the way they are if know win the Irish Cup, three of that top six could not be in Europe next year. Now, somebody What's tell it? me this isn't a good product and it's not an exciting league.
0: So, do we don't even want to think that, we don't <laughs> even want to think that. That's you know, you're not being invited back, come out with stuff like that, sir. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> but Johnny, playoffs talk to me about playoffs, in and playoffs. Don't go
1: together, do they? Don't, we've never won a match in them, I don't think. To be fair, though, I said it, I think, a couple of weeks ago, that we've hardly ever been in them, really, because we've been in Europe two or three times, mm-hmm. either 3-1 in the Cup. There,
0: there, there was there was a bad night up in Solitude if I remember
1: rightly. Uh, James scored a hat and we got beat 4-3. With and... Steve
2: well, Stephen Greg to thank for the... Of, you know, <laughs> like, uh, I give you that, Johnny. That was
1: the worst penalty season in I've ever I, seen. How that
2: was a penalty? I am thinking, how are you seen it? You, you, you know, it's a funny story that night because I was at, I was still at Cliftonville and I'd got my holidays messed up and me and the wife were in Costa del Sol. <laughs> and Saul. And was worrying all day, going out for dinner early. What do we do? Going for a walk, 2-0. And you're thinking, bugger this and it was over and then it was, oh, it was awful that night but yeah it was never a penalty and and that's the reason I have so much sympathy for managers and players and a yeah. referee makes a decision in fairness to Stephen he's seen something, he had an angle, he doesn't have VAR, and he's made a call but no I think definitely that's one night the gods were smiling on Cliftonville and they went on to win it as opposed and, and I'm a bit a believer those things maybe hopefully level themselves out over a season or over a couple of years in some shape or form
0: Uh, the games like we talked about excuse me, the top two Linfield and Larn and then the remaining games between the other teams in the top six for example Um, are they difficult games Johnny but I know that you're talking about trying to win games to get home advantage in the playoffs etc but is there a bit of jockeying or a bit of shadow boxing or anything goes on in these games because or do you do you want to go and win them all. I'm just thinking mentally as players, is it hard to get up for these games or not? I'm just thinking because you're not going to win the league, you're not going to get into Europe automatically.
1: It probably is difficult in a way. Um, but at the same time, you know, you don't know you don't know, you know have with no form either. You yeah. know what I mean? So we've, we've, we've tried that. We, we tried that last year and then didn't work out too well. So we need to get a bit of form in, need to get you know, boys maybe scoring a few goals, getting a minutes into a few boys' legs, you know, we're we're going to be without orange Jarvis now for the rest of the season. So it's gonna be up to you know, boys to get back in and you know and, and get the squad a bit beefed out too. And and yeah, so you want to have a bit of momentum heading into them games or at least try, you know. You know, we're probably realistic, they don't really finish maybe higher than fifth or fourth. So mm. you know, and it could come down to home advantage as well and you know for example, I think Glen Glenavon, you know, could beat you know they could beat Clapham or they could you know and then you could be you know you need you know so you need to be in your semi. You're probably going to be away in your semi final, but at the same time you are going to have a bit of momentum. You know it could just be there's so many different ways of, ways of, ways of looking at it. So yeah, ways it's it's hard in a sense because you're not going to win win the league. obviously um you still want to have a bit of momentum and players don't go out on a Saturday no. clock thinking actually we're not going to win the league here or Sunday. Or or they're not going to be in the pitch and think, sure, we on to play for a lot, you know, yeah. and all their turns up too. So, um, yeah, so,
0: but, and you're playing for positions and players are playing for futures, maybe at clubs as well. I think 100,
1: 100,
0: yeah. I mean, the, the split thing, Jared, is, is a great innovation as well. I mean, I, I remember, I think, was it the Scottish League had it at a yeah. time, but they, I think, they've they got rid of it. But is there many leagues? have that split anymore, I don't think there's too many.
2: No, not as many um, and we talk, you know, mm. I do a lot of stuff with European leagues and whatever and it's just like, it's just so exciting I couldn't imagine, it, mm. you know, the old days, two matches left, three matches left, you played as 15, a 16, a 14 year old, just to give them game time, there was nothing in it where, it's just everything the, yeah. for me, home advantage in your playoff games is key yeah. I don't think there's too been... I know there's been one or two, but there hasn't been too many upsets in the, you know, and I mean, you look at, say, Clivenville and Coleraine, who's, John, you know, Johnny says, play each other every other week. The Clivenville team going to Coleraine compared to the Clivenville team playing yeah. at Solitude can be... Yeah. And then there's a mentality that maybe sets in the players, and it's not your own dressing room. You're having to travel, you're rushing from work, and you don't have many fans, as many yeah. fans, so... I think that has an effect. So for me, every game has a value right up yeah. to the very right up to the very, very end. Um and thankfully this year there is no dumb squibs, most definitely. Now the excitement and the model of it is we could sit here in a week's time and it could all be over and we're going to learn the following Saturday to present the trophy. Mm. We just we and and if they do that then they're worthy champions and you can turn around and say they fully deserve it. So mm. eh, you know, it, it I keep saying it's just so exciting, but it is, it's nerve tingling for, for, for people and and that's what we want the game to be.
0: But that's it, that's that's what you want as the sports as sports you, you can't dictate de- determine what's going to happen. That's why we follow sport. It's like whether it's football or whether it's golf in the masters, which starts today. We just don't know. I mean, we're all hoping that maybe Rory McElroy finally gets a green jacket. He's been trying mm-hmm. for a number of years. Things just don't work out the way that you expect them to. You I mean, Rory's playing some of the best golf he's ever played, he's right, mm-hmm. favourite. But, you know, he could go out today and, and play a bad first round, which he can do, and, and it could be all over for him, Jared. So yeah. that's the beauty of sport.
2: Yeah. And we just don't want, I mean, a bit like the Coleraine playoff scenario, as long as it's not a stupid refereeing decision mm-hmm. or it's a controversial decision, then I think that's all we can really ask for. And out of twelve teams, only one team can win it, and the league table doesn't lie. Yeah,
0: well, certainly at this stage, Lauren are the, yeah. the big favourites for that. I mean, Johnny, it could be the case that <clears throat> we get to see the Gibson come at the Korean Sugar but unfortunately, not handed over to us.
1: Right, well, that could be, or <clears throat> or we could be party boopers, and the trophy could be a coming down the road to us. And then, never oh, yeah, thought I never thought thinking, of it. We're thinking <laughs> happy days. That's an easy one. And then we score, and it has to go all the way back up the waterway So. You know, um, Jared could be cursing us or, or thankless um, come come that Saturday or it could be all over by then. So, but yeah, that's the beauty of it. You know, that's, you know, that is the beauty of football and you just don't know he's going to do it. And I think, you know, I think in the next cup, I think if Larn get four more points in the next two games, I, I think it'll be enough. I think that's probably what they're looking at. Torn like they're targeting automatic European. They're probably going to be thinking that the third might be it. Well, obviously, because Larn now won in the, Larne getting ignored there's the Irish Cups, probably put a dent into that. But they'll be wanting to finish as high up in the league as they can. You know, Cliftonville at home, their home records out, out out of this world. So that's two. You know, so it's two tough games for Lauren and then obviously they'll have Linfield soon as well. So no, it all it all makes up. For all good. Him. All good. <coughs> end of the season.
0: There's very little between them. That's all I will say between
1: the. Yeah, season, there is. There is. I think. Ready. I think. I've noticed. I say very easily say this. I know after they beat us in the Cup Final, but I've just noticed we a bit more of a swagger with Linfield. I think they've. Starting to score a few more goals, not conceding many, um, keeping things very tight, close to their chest, and things like that. And players who maybe weren't doing as much at the start of the season, like Joel Kippers, now looking mm-hmm. like a world beater. So um, Ethan Devine, as I said earlier, and your big boy McKee are now banging them in. So <coughs> I think uh, I would love uh, just for the, I would just love Glint Horn to score first tomorrow night. I would just love to see how <laughs> Larn would react and, and things like that. So um, yeah, it will be, be interesting to see. I
0: just want to go down to the final day. I would. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was speaking for Jordan. <laughs> he would like to see it.
1: It's, it's it. all
2: good publicity, you, you, you know, do me what it is. But yeah, I mean, Lauren will not, or Linfield will not want it to go. Linfield might do at this stage, Lauren won't. But yeah, it, but again, it's the positivity in the league and the talkativeness and the excitement. <laughs> I as mean, I say, whoever wins the league the best team with no controversy,
0: yeah. hopefully. And the more it goes on, and the and the more drama, the more column inches, as you mentioned yeah, earlier, that yeah. helps to raise the profile. And then you can go back to Sports Direct and get a
1: bit more money, out of- get the, get a bonus activated. Jared, I'm to it. Just one question about that before before we head up. You see, um, fans have been wondering: Is Sports Direct going to stock team shirts, or is that a total? There's nothing in the deal,
2: Johnny, in that I'd say, um, and I think I did mention it in the the other day the press there's no it hasn't been discussed but i think if because i know clubs some of our clubs will be very protective over the product Mm -hmm. it may be an opportunity for some of the other clubs so you know my take on it is if people wanted it we could probably have a conversation and make it happen but there's no uh there's no requirement for any of the clubs to do that so you know we know how vital club shops are to some supporters but yeah, that's right. it'll be a club's choice if they want to do it. We'll have a conversation for them. Um, right, just it'll be before, more, Johnny. Sorry, sorry, Damien. Just, just more about you know, w- there's a very large activation program, there'll be exposure for the league in the shops, yeah, and maybe screens putting fixtures up. And you know, a Korean store, there'll be Korean players in the window and things like that. So, there'll be so much added yeah. value, there'll be a presence. For the league in the stores, which I think will be invaluable to us. Yeah, agree. Agreed.
0: Very good. Just before we finish, gentlemen, maybe just on a more somber note as well, uh, Aidan Gillan passing as well, um, in the news there this morning. I'm sure Jared, on behalf of Niffle and, and, and all the clubs in the Irish League as well, you you like to sort of just pass on your respects to the family and 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 and, and of Aidan.
2: Yeah, no, Dim is a very, very sad case and a very sad situation, um, for the lad, and and you know I know he's Dundella, but it was a Carrick and whatever, and I suppose we've all talked about excitement here for the last hour, so that puts life into perspective. And yeah, on behalf of us and the clubs, you can't imagine
1: what his family's going through, and our thoughts are are with him.
0: Yeah, and and we would echo that as well. I'm sure Johnny, you would do as well.
1: Hundred percent. And the big one of the things I always take as, as people's tributes to him, or, or people who pass away, and Dundella, you know, he's only there for maybe three, four months, and their their tribute um, set, set enough, really, that, you know, that, that, that I can say, and I'm still friendly off with a few of the Carrick lads, obviously Big Emmett and, and Curtis, and I've seen what they put on social media, and obviously they would only have played with Eden for a short time um, as well, and they've, they've been really touched by it, so, yeah, look, it's obviously a, a sad day for, for the league, and yeah, as Jared says it always puts life and everyone and in, in, into perspective.
0: It does indeed. So well here guys, uh sorry we had to finish in the summer note, but Jared, has ever it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. No, thank it's you,
1: just,
0: me. just great to hear you, you know, your, your ideas and your thoughts. And I, I know at times you get a bit of sticking on, on social media and stuff, but I'd say you're you're ballsy enough to take that.
2: <laughs> you Thanks, thank David. Thank you. It's good, good to be here.
0: You, you you're well used to it, I'm sure, over the years, and yeah, in Irish League football, you have to be able to take it.
2: You do, and and I suppose in a way, it's just, yeah. Look, anybody in that is going to get it. It's you can't take it personally, no. um, and you just get on with it. You do your best, and and there's not much more. But look, it's a pleasure. You know, you no cold into to club. I'm very friendly with Colin. I yeah. get on well with the boys. I I really like what Oren does down there, and you know, it's still. You've good people and likes of Mickey McDermott and Connor. Or sorry, Mickey McCrudden and Connor McDermott playing for you as you know who Connor's a good lad. So he uh, is, um, yeah. and I'm delighted to see him back doing so well in the game. It's been brilliant.
0: it's been brilliant this year, Jared.
2: He's fantastic, fantastic player. So he is. He, he really is, and a great lad. And, and look, Connor yeah. knows he, he's had his troubles. So fair play to him for coming back, and I'm delighted for him.
0: Uh, he, he is a lovely lad as well. Really, really easy to get on with and, and everybody at the club loves him and he's only been here a very very short space of time and he's a fan's favourite already which speaks yep. volumes doesn't
2: it yep so any time lads more than happy to do right. it Jared, we will
0: let you go because it's Easter and some of us are holidays but we're not that's right I forgot <laughs> anyway Johnny Jared, thank you all very much and we will all see you all at Solitude on Friday night and happy Easter to those of you lucky enough to be on this good bye